speeding and the sound is motherfucking speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew the Money Edition for Monday, November 20th, 2023. And on today's episode, old Drew Road Dog back from Ottawa. And I'm going to Tool tonight. And we got a custody of the week I'm going to remember to do. Because last week I forgot to do. The custody of the week, I rhyme week the week, and that rhyme is weak, but that's a different week, W-E-A-K week, W-E-E-K week, yo, Big Drew, okay, whatever, hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, November 20th, 2023, here, what's going on? Okay, whatever. Uh, hi, welcome to another episode of this week of Drew the Never Ending Podcast. That for my uh, for Monday, November start your holiday shopping list yet? Did you sign up for your Secret Santa? Did you decide? Oh, we're not going to do gifts this year because it's been uh, a bit of a. Uh, we don't need to do gifts this year as long as we're with each other. That's fine. We could do small little presents, or maybe we'll focus on an experience. What if this year, instead of getting each other gifts, we'll get each other an experience together? That's what <laughs> That's what you talk about when you're in a long-term relationship. Because you're like, what the fuck? Because like anything that you need, you'll actually just buy, right? Like if you need anything, that's why they say don't get someone... You know, if you got a buddy or a family member who's like real into something like, you know, my father-in-law's real into golf and I'm real into guitar and I was magic cards for a little bit. And like fucking if they have like a hobby that they're like really, really into, you're actually not supposed to get them something related to that hobby because chances are, you know, this is their fucking hobby. This is what they're thinking about in their free time. They already got that thing or they got a better version of that thing. And there's no reason to get it's like, oh, it's a little it's a it's a it's a uh, divot tool and it's got your name on it (laughs) or whatever the fuck. Or it's like, I know you like riding motorcycles, so we got you these motorcycle gloves and they're motorcycle gloves or whatever the fuck. And it's like something adjacent to whatever the fuck. Like, I, I don't know. I can't tell you the amount of times I got some kind of fucking guitar adjacent fucking thing or whatever and it's like i don't like thank you <laughs> i did that one time we did a, a gift exchange in the hood back in the day and uh my buddy gnomes at the time was really into fucking deep like rap music and like i mean i mean he still is probably but like fucking i, I got him this like behringer fucking dj mixer thing but looking back i thought the thing was cool at the time but looking back on it it was the most cheese balls little wiki woo like wiki wiki Woo, wiki, wiki, woo. Like <laughs> we used to call those little things wiki woos because they don't really do anything other than they 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 t- at the time this would have been like 2000 and I don't know nine maybe or 10. So DJ technology had just switched over from um, from vi- from real vinyls to CDJs, which were able to just take the like digitally apply all these uh, like uh, effects on there. And, and this was just a little bit before time code vinyl, like time code vinyl was definitely out, but it was still. Anyways, it, it's essentially at its core, it, you weren't actually manipulating the, the audio file. You were just taking this sound 
this like wiki woo it would just wiki wiki woo wiki wiki woo and you would just every time you would spin the little fucking dj fader plate thing on this unit like essentially you would plug in your ipod you would plug it in your ipod to this dj thing and then from the dj thing you would go to your speaker so and then but it wasn't actually manipulating the audio file it would just like fucking you would scratch the thing and then it would over top of the song it would like pause the song and then just go wiki wiki woo wiki wiki woo <laughs> and then the song would start playing again so you like it was like you weren't even actually DJing it was just like just you were adding a wiki woo and it was the wiki woo machine so I got gnomes this wiki woo machine wiki wiki woo wiki wiki woo uh, and I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was cool because he was into DJing or whatever. And then it, we tried to get it to work and it was just the most courteous thing. And then anyways, uh, Christmas time, Christmas time is here. So, okay. Uh, here we are, November 20th. Let's start off the show with a little bit of a, how was my motherfucking weekend? Okay, uh, I had a good weekend, so I was in Ottawa this weekend at the Laugh Lounge in Byward Market. Shout out to Nick Burden. If you know Nick Burden, uh, he's a fucking, the king of Ottawa. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he ain't fucking leaving. And and daddy's gonna get you fucking nice and liquored and roll out the red carpet for you and treat you fucking nice and wine you and dine you and fucking pick up the tab when he's done. So you got to love working for Nick Burden. Uh, he, yeah, he's just a solid fucking guy. Like, he's just a homie. Like, before he ever opened in this club, he was a homie of me and Danny's. Like, it's like it, Danny was buddies with him first. And then instantly when, I, when he came and crashed at our house, I was like, oh, like, I'm instantly best friends with this guy. Like, it was one of those guys where it was like, it's like, oh, you could have just been in my crew. You ever meet somebody who, like, you just, you're like, oh, like, I could just swap you out for any one of the d nine dudes that I was friends with in high school, and, like, it would be no fucking problem. I was like that when I met Blair Charbonneau and Alex Moore. These guys fucking, <coughs> these guys could have just been, like, it's like, it's like we had the same life almost growing up. And, like, our friend group, it's like, it's literally, like, you just it's swap a guy. <laughs> <laughs> he just fucking like me and Alex like Blair could have swapped me for Alex like no problem <laughs> yeah, and he did lots of times <laughs> where it was like we were just hanging and it's like yeah this is just I'm sure Blair was like this is just like hanging out with Alex but just a brown hair Alex because <laughs> we're both me and Alex are both lefties and fucking shredders and Alex is a way better fuck guitar player than I'll ever be but fucking uh, and we both have the same like stupid like <laughs> laugh like we <laughs> like there was times it was uh fucking team what were we the Thursday crew or whatever the fuck or or what team Wednesday or some shit like that or no team Wednesday was me and Claire um yeah we had this crew where it was just like me and Alex were cl would close one night a week and then like all the rest of the guys in the store because it gets dead around a guitar store around eight o'clock so me and Alex would just be up there just being like <laughs> just like it's just a mix of like. <laughs> Like, just shredding, like. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the appropriate lick. It's just this never-ending mix of laughing. <laughs> and... 
<laughs> just never ending that for like an hour. That's all you hear upstairs is just two dummies just doing pentatonic fucking shreds and laughing. Um, so anyways, uh, why did I bring up? Uh, oh, yeah, it's because Nick. Uh, so I was at Ottawa and great sold out fucking weekend uh, Friday night. So I get there and uh, Friday night. Sold out show, and I could tell, you just know, like, you know it's going to be a good crowd. You could just feel the energy. I've talked about this before. If the crowd is talking, if you can close your eyes and you can hear, you don't hear a single conversation, you just hear conversations, like, you know it's going to be a fucking good, nice show. Like, everyone's talking, everyone's chatty, everyone's feeling good. And yeah, fucking great show. Melanie, uh, I forgot her last name, was hosting. Very fucking super funny comic. Uh, a lot of funny fucking jokes. She's trans. Her first joke is like, I, you could tell by my voice that my gynecologist is my proctologist. And it's like, boom. <laughs> it's like, there's a joke. Like, do you want a joke? You came to a comedy club. Here's a fucking, it's like a little amuse-bouche joke. Uh, so she did really fucking good. And then there was this other guy, Chad, on there who is really funny. Like, solid, like, white guy, fucking beardo kind of guy. But good, solid comic. And then this guy, Viveth K, in between. He was good. Good joke writer, too. Uh, I think he had done like, I don't know, some kind of fucking JFL something or other, but he was solid middle. Uh, yeah. So everyone, it was nice working with good comics. Big Norm came out for a Friday night fucking get, uh, guest spot. I should have, I should have hit him up on Saturday, but I thought he was going to come and he never came for Saturday, but he's doing rehearsals for a musical right now. So that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, Big Norm came out and got like nine applause breaks. So this audience was so fucking good. They were just handing out applause breaks to like everyone, like everyone got applause breaks. Norm got like nine. I'm doing jokes. I'm getting applause breaks. So I just started rep reprimanding them because that's almost like worse for a comedian is, is, a, is one of these bumper bowling. Oh, just being up there is good enough. Like you're so brave and funny and we're just, oh, uh, we're yay. You know, like that too much of that is also not good because because the, <laughs> then you're like, you're like, what's what am I actually? I don't know. It's just like ding and homers. You know, it's like if you're a major league baseball player and then you go to a fucking you go to a batting cage and they just start throwing these 60 mile an hour, like right down the pipe in the batting cage. You're like, yeah, sure. Like, all right. Like it's fun to ding homers, but it's like, I'd like a little bit more of a challenge, I guess, or like an idea of where this material actually lies. Cause I know these jokes aren't that good. And then you're setting yourself up for fucking, Oh yeah, this is what it should be. And when it's like, no, this is an outlier show. This is why we got a John James fucking Maynard Keynes. James Maynard Keenan. Maynard James May what? I'm fucking going to tool tonight. <laughs> so this is what Maynard James <laughs> Uh Economics. Who's that guy? Keynesian. John Maynard Keynes. John Maynard Keynes is the economics guy who was about Keynesian economics, where it was more, uh, where he, he, his theory espoused rather than having an economy with big highs and big lows. He was John Maynard Keynes was an economist who thought that, uh, he developed Keynesian economics where essentially he said that the government, um, or that the, that there's two essentially instruments to control the economy, monetary policy and fiscal policy, and one of those is controlled by the government and one of those is controlled by the central bank. So he was saying in times of economic depressions that the government can use monetary policy to stimulate the economy. And then in times of great you know, economic prosperity, 
uh, then the bank, the central bank has the uh, authority through fiscal policy to raise the interest rates and cool down the economy. Uh, thereby creating like, you know, uh, less of a, less instability, right? Which is what you want as a stand-up comedian. You kind of want to adopt this Keynesian theory of macroeconomics to your set where, um, you know, you're not necessarily getting bummed out by the bombs, but you're also not being like, oh, I'm a fucking God who gets applause breaks every fucking third joke. You know, when you uh, when you fucking get encounter a crowd like I had Friday night at uh, the Laugh Lounge in Ottawa. So fucking I'm all, and I've been of John Maynard Keynes. I've been to, I, ever since I learned about this guy in economic school. I was like, this is this seems like the smartest guy. Like this guy is the one who's like he he seemed to have, um, you know, he seemed to have considered the paradigm of capitalism in in its extractionary sort of fucking, you know, the incentivized extractionary practices and and kind of said, okay, well, if we're going to be doing this, then here's a better way to do it. You know, if we're going to say fucking laissez-faire, blah, 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 all this shit, this shit, you know, the invisible hand of the market and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you know, maybe we need to put a governor on this fucking invisible hand so as <laughs> so as not to start smacking bitches around. Sean LeComber has one of the best jokes that's ever been written, and I'm not even sure he even talks about it anymore. And it's a goddamn shame that this guy doesn't have any al- – I don't know if he has how many albums he has, but this should have been on an album. He has a joke. He's like, the invisible hand was like, what about slavery? He's like, he's like that's when the invisible hand made a fist and punched black people in the face. <laughs> it's like – you know, it's that's true, and that's so real, and it's like it's so funny. But those Edmonton crowds were like, I don't even think they understood the point that he was trying to make. You know, was that essentially that if you are a proponent of capitalism, that you ha- that you're either you know um, willfully unacknowledging or being willfully ignorant to the fact that it was built and still continues to exist on the backs of fucking you know slavery. You know, and and that if you're a proponent of it, then that means you're also a proponent of that or you're okay with it or anything like that or that you haven't thought about it or anything like that. So anyways, fucking funny joke, Sean LaComber. So good good show Friday night. Then Saturday, I'm in Ottawa. I got fuck all to do. You know, lots of people, they go to museums. They go check out things like that when they're in towns. Not me. I went on a bakery tour. I went to five different bakeries and I was in search of Ottawa's best croissant. I found it, Tartlet. Uh, I went to five different fucking bakeries. I found the best croissant. It was at this place called Tartlet. Uh, the lady, I read her story. She's like a classically trained French fucking pastry chef. Um, and you see it when you go there. You're like, oh, oh excellent. Like you look at everything and you're like, only chicks. <laughs> like this is like, that's like, that is like an only uh, a chick could do pull off something like this. Like men don't have the fucking... The that de- that sort of like attention to detail and that like I don't want to say daintiness, but just like the sort of um, what's a better word than dainty, the sensitivity that's required to produce like a fucking tart that looks like a garden, you know, and there are guys that can do that shit like, you know, but those guys are ego jerk off guys and they don't work in pastry normally like it's like, I don't know. 
just incredible. Just absolutely incredible. The Like, you, uh, fucking, I can't, if you're ever in Ottawa, go to Tartlet Bakery. Like, I went to five different fucking croissant places. It was the most expensive one, but for a reason. It was the only one where you could see that mille fois, which is fucking, the, uh, you know, a thousand layers, right? Which is what uh, uh, a croissant is supposed to be through the... Through the fucking properties of exponential like folding, you know how you know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about? Exponential, ex- exponential function, folding dough, folding dough, exponential growth by folding a sheet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you fold it, you fold it, and then it becomes two, and then it becomes four, right? And then it becomes eight and sixteen. But then you keep fucking folding it, and by your tenth fold, you're at ten thousand twenty-four layers. But then by your fucking, by your 20th fold, you're at a, a 10 uh, million, what, 104, what is that, 1 million, I can't even read numbers that high. The distance of the Matterhorn, a quarter of the Sears Tower, look at that shit, the thickness of a notebook, the width of a hand, including your thumb. Okay, so yeah, so anyways, you fold it fucking 10 times, you get 1,000 layers, and then you're supposed to be able to see 1,000 layers in the fucking thing, just tiny little like the pages of a book. And that's what it fucking looked like. So I might, I made a little influencer video, but then I was like editing it together. I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm like, hey, I'm out here looking for be- Ottawa's best croissant. And I was like, you don't fucking do this. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like talking into my phone. Like, what is, you don't do this. You fucking idiot. <laughs> and I'm like editing it together. I'm like, why am I doing this? Like for what? For my food blog page? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I have the video. I might just throw it up there raw on the Patreon just because, you know, whatever. You can watch it if you want. If you want to watch me eat five croissants unedited, <laughs> then fucking go the fuck ahead. If you got nothing better going on in your life than to watch me eat five croissants in an unedited stream of consciousness front-facing camera video, then fucking let's let it rip. Uh, <laughs> so then Saturday, obviously, you never get two shows like that in a row. Uh, but it was still a good crowd. So, and it was a normal crowd where it's like, you're not getting a million fucking applause breaks. And I'm trying to redo this thing, um, in my set where I'm doing guitar at the end. And then I do improv improv song at the end. And I used to play this game called day in the life, uh, where you would bring up an audience member and then you would ask them how they start their day, blah, blah, blah. And then you sing a song about a day in their life or whatever. And I'm rusty, right? I'm rusty. And like you're it, improv, right? So there's no like you, there's you can't you don't you don't practice this. You can't fucking practice this other than by practicing it. There's no way to get better at it other than literally doing it, right? So that requires a certain amount of intestinal fortitude to close potentially on a bomb, and that's what I'm setting myself up for. So and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna close on a fucking bomb, so that I'm making the stakes as high as they possibly can to hopefully you know shit out a diamond here, and. Friday didn't work (laughs) and Saturday kind of worked, uh, but it's not where it needs to be, right? Like I used to be able to just, when I was 17, I could just bang this shit off the top of my dome. Like any, like anything, like no problem. Like, I don't know. There was just a different, I I was just, that muscle was just so much more practiced uh, than it is now. So I don't know. I tried it. Yeah. well, I'm just, I'm not stopping bringing it back. Like I said, I don't care anymore about, about my sets. I watched Natish and that was the, that was the, if you listen to, to the podcast a couple weeks ago, I said, I saw Natish go to a show where he probably 
sh- uh, I don't want to say should have been, but could have chose to do older, better stuff, but he stuck to his guns. Cause fuck it. Cause we're in Burlington on a Thursday night and you're wor- and this is the work and do the fucking work. And it emboldened me to fucking to just do it. St- do it. Bomb close on a bomb. Fuck it. There's enough. We got more games. Just like baseball. There's fucking 400 games this year. I got late and I got another one this afternoon. Don't fucking worry about it. So you know what I mean? So I found Ottawa's best croissant. I had a good uh a good time. In Ottawa, and then I left six o'clock in the morning. Took me six hours to get to Ottawa on Friday afternoon, and it took me four and a half hours to get back. Fucking figure that out, eh? <laughs> it's actually a nice drive. Sunday morning, six o'clock in the morning. I was listening to the Tragically Hip coming down Highway 417, about to hit, uh, you know, about to hit the 401, or on 417, about to hit 416, which is the Trans Canada Highway. I was on the Trans Canada Highway, six fucking forty in the morning, listening to Road Apples. Sun's coming up. I'm leaving Ottawa. Ottawa's in my rearview mirror, and I'm like, fucking, yeah. Like, I'm Canadian. <laughs> like, this is sick. There's just like, you know, and it's like, I like partaking in that cultural, you know, white culture. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. And then I came back Sunday and I had a gig with my band. We, we wasn't a gig, it was just this open jam in the Bush Home pub in Erin, and there was like this lady. People who have microscopic sphere of influences are so funny to me because this house band, they run the jam, right? And then they set everything up and then you can sign up. It's an open mic, show up, go up, fucking jam, essentially. Open mic, show up, go up. But if you're a full band, you got to register in advance. So we registered in advance, no problem. And then this lady running the mic, she's a fucking wicked bass player and uh, and uh, older, you know, and she's fucking... Plugs in the first couple, the duo, and then she goes, okay, three songs, try your best. Good luck. And it's just like this kind of cold, like, this is what you got. There you go. We're handing it to you, and here you go. Like, I don't know, just this unwell, it was very unwelcoming. It was a very unwelcoming environment of like, and this very prove yourself sort of gatekeepy sort of thing, which is like, come on. Yeah, you know, come on. We're in the Bush Home Pub in Erin. Ontario here. Come on. Relax, lady. Uh, and then whatever. One of our singers fucking yelled into the microphone. And then she goes into the God mic. Do not ever yell into a microphone. And it's like, okay. Like, what? Like you know, under the guise of like, oh, we're going to damage the system. But it's like, they. I looked at the gear. It was a Behringer X32 with a fucking S16 uh, digital stage snake. And... They had Yorkville speakers. So yelling into a microphone with the built-in limiters, not only on the Yorkville speaker, but I'm assuming the processing on the outputs channel, the main output strip, and the S16. Um, you have the X32. Do you not have the mics on a DCA subgrouped with a fucking uh, compressor on there? You know, or a limiter? No. Well, then you don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> so that's what I was going to say. And be like, actually, you could yell into a microphone all the fuck, all day long. And there is no frequency within the human voice or ability to overload that in particular input device that would damage any audio output equipment. <laughs> and I was like, am I going to go toe-to-toe with this bitch in her house? No. So I just stood there and then we bombed. <laughs>
three songs this band's been practicing for seven months and it's like i didn't bomb our <laughs> i'm not gonna get into the details of who fucked up when and where and why and for how long but suffice to say that i most likely will not be spending uh monday evenings jamming with these guys anymore it was fun but man, you know, my schedule is so fucking busy too. I teach guitar Tuesday, Wednesday nights. I have comedy Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So Sunday is kind of really the only day I have to do anything and hang out with my wife and fucking, you know, like it's like, and then I get home from work Monday and then I'm out the door again. So I'm like, I'm pretty much gone every single evening, which is not good. You know, like it's, I'd like, I prefer to spend time with my wife. <laughs> She's beautiful and funny and smart and I love her with all my heart and you know playing fucking mustang sally with these guys is fun enough but i'm over it so we had a fun time and i started a new fucking program uh, uh in january anyways as alex said i'm doing all the side quests because <laughs> the main quest isn't going so well so uh we're gonna chip away a few more side quests here before we get back to the main quest of being a famous stand-up comedian okay promotional consideration for this week of drew is provided by our patreons would you like access to a bonus podcast plus unedited uh five, seven minute videos of me eating cross five different croissants <laughs> in an ultimate act of of uh gluttonous hubristic gluttony you can watch me look into a camera at myself as I eat food, a croissant. <laughs> you could go to patreon.com slash Rubame. You can be like these fine folks. Josh, uh, Alicia Iron Eagle, James, New Guy Mark, uh, Nick and Mac, Bubba Marnus, motherfucking Street Demon, our number one fan, Joel, and in the Hall of Fame, call it Andre Blair and Taylor and say they name what up one of them. Hi, Mink. Papa Mink. Papa Mink. I got to call you, actually. I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you tonight and say, hi, Papa Mink. Hi, Papa Mink. Go to patreon.com slash Drew Bame. Sign up for as little as five bucks if you're dumb and seven bucks if you play guitar and you're extra dumb. Also, promotional consideration, as always, provided by KingTutsCannabis.cc. Sign up for their fucking uh, text message thing. They're trying to keep it on the low. This is We've gone full circle here <laughs> with our weed dealers. They want you to text them again. <laughs> you're, uh, Kingtuts Cannabis, they got a phone number again. so you <laughs> So you can hit them up. On the on send him a text, but just don't say weed in it. <laughs> Remember that? Remember back in the day when you when like you start you first started texting your weed dealers, but they were like super paranoid about like their phones being tracked or whatever. So you had to be like, hey buddy, like I was looking to rent a copy of the mummy. <laughs> the mummy too. What's the one with the rock? Do you have that one? <laughs> And that's what King Tuts is like now. So go back to go go back in time and go to KingTutsCannabis.cc. Sign up for their fucking SMS text program. And Nick told me uh, that he bought like 87 ounces of dope off them and like 11 ounces of shatter, which is like 87 ounces of dope, whatever. But 11 ounces of shatter, it's like how like that is fucked up, bro. Like that's like removing your brain from. There's a SpongeBob gif. Or an episode of Spongebob where he like takes his brain out of his head and then he drops it into the Krusty Krab deep fryer and then <laughs> takes it out of the deep fryer and puts it back in his head. That's uh, somewhat what I imagine 11 ounces of dabs to have a similar effect. Go to kingtouchcannabis.cc. Use the promo code DREW, <laughs> D-R-E-W, and you will receive 10% off your order. Buy some fucking dope. It's the holidays. Get high. Give a little, give a little CBD to granny. She's done anyways. Wedge, Granny got like 18 months left. 
She get her on the dope. Go to kingdeathscanvas.cc. Use the promo code Drew. Okay, let's play a little dad rock. Get out of here. Uh, I'm coming back to Alberta. November. I will not be available. I will not be available. For any anything. I'm going to Grand Prairie on Wednesday the 29th. The Thursday, Belford's got a gig. Probably not. Friday, I'm in Wanham, Alberta. Uh, uh, at Dolly's Place. Saturday, I'm back in Edmonton. Sunday, I'm going skiing with my dad. And Monday. And then Tuesday, I come back. So, fuck, fuck you anyways. Oh, and then Friday, Saturday, uh, December 8th and 9th, I'll be at Showtime in St. Catharines, Ontario. If you or someone you love is in the St. Catharines, Ontario area, come check me out. St. Catharines, Ontario. December 8th the 9th. Okay, that's the show. Stick around. We'll play a little dad rock now. Why don't you stick around, huh? Hang around. Okay, last week was fucking hard uh, and it sucked. So we're going to make it easy and go blues and D minor. <laughs> Couldn't get any easier than that.
I could do that forever. Night, night. Now I'm gonna do an extra bonus. An extra double bonus. Do you watch me jump over the fire? Fuck. I told you it's a double, double one bonus. I told you.